0: You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's season two. It's episode 57. Bellinger is staying. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and of course on Facebook or email us at fly the W670 at gmail.com. Crawley, happy Monday and uh, happy uh, MLB trade deadline, uh, Eve.
1: Yeah, it, it there, there's a lot of lot of uh rumors bubbling. It, it's, it's an exciting time, and from all accounts, it looks like the Cubs are looking to be buyers and not sellers, so that's a really big turning point.
0: Looks that way after taking uh, three of four from the Cardinals down in St. Louis. Let's get right after it. Start the recap. Crowley, game number one was Justin Steele, and wow, was this one a doozy.
1: Yeah, I told you, Miles Michaelis creeps me out, right? Uh, it, it was it was it was hot on the field to start the game with field temperatures over a hundred, and it didn't take long for the teams to get heated as well. Miles Michaelis is on the mound. He gets the first two outs, no problem. He falls behind Ian Happ, but on the third pitch, Ian swings and his backswing catches former teammate Wilson Contreras in the back of the head. Now. Wilson's gushing blood trainer comes out. Wilson. We all know he's a tough guy. He wants to stay in the game, but the bleeding won't stop. He has to come out. That's it. Now I, I for those of you that are subscribed to the score YouTube channel and are watching this, I'll, I'll describe the picture right here. Ian hat feels horrible, right? He's coming out of the game. He gives uh, Wilson a, a hug. Uh, Wilson gives him the old butt tap and Wilson is out of the game. Okay. This is, this is taking care of themselves. These are friends and whatever well of course you have to go with the red ass cardinal way don't you the (laughs) next so now michaelis play is resumed he buzzes the tower up and in on ian happ all right the next pitch hits him flush in the hip the umps get together determined there's clearly intent and michaelis is tossed from the game he gone Manager Oliver Marmol is tossed trying to defend his player. And then Michaelis is chirping at the Cubs' dugout. Haven't played one inning yet, and the Cardinals are down there starting pitcher, starting catcher, and manager. Is this the stupidest thing you could ever imagine, Dustin? I mean, it's pre-
0: it's pretty bad. It's not a way to start a four game series against your rival, especially when your team is on the rocks, to say the least. Um, you know the Cardinal Way, as everybody likes to say. I think is uh, I think is dead. I think Bernie Miklas told us that the Cardinal Way is dead.
1: It, it, it's here's the thing, like you said, four game series. So you know, and you know how Cubs Cardinals go. You know you're not gonna need. And, and here's the thing. Everybody heard that the Cardinals are selling. you don't know what bullpen pieces you're gonna have you don't know anything. He put his team in an absolute hole. It was about the dumbest thing I've ever seen and then you know I, I laughed because here comes the post game and this is this is always classic here you know I was a little surprised um you know I you know threw a pitch inside you know it got him and uh, you know he was just. He was just going to take his base, you know. There was there was no chirping or anything um, between sides. He was going to take his base, and I was waiting on on the next ball, go get the next hitter. And um, you know, they had a meeting and, and decided to toss me. If there was intent,
0: and they mentioned the previous pitch, right, would you think a warning would have been issued at that point?
1: Yeah, you know, you know, if I could show this guy report my locker. Uh, you know, I throw inside to a lot of guys. Um, you know I threw an inside and it hit him and you know there was no warning and um you know the umpires can believe what whatever they want to believe they had a meeting and you know that was their choice okay let, let's break down that load of crap of course he's not gonna <laughs> say, let, he's not gonna say I hit him because that would just get him in more trouble he's trying to appeal his suspension it's technically a one game. Sus- it's a start suspension. I wish they would quit saying it's a five game suspension. Right, it's not, right. not suspended for five games, but it, it, it clearly. So what you don't want to do in that situation is that you don't want to warn both sides. First of all, the Cubs didn't do anything. So that why would you issue? Warnings? Yeah, why would, What are they being warned about playing baseball? And so when you do that, when you give the warnings, you have to be really careful about pitching inside because if you do accidentally clip somebody, you're going to get ejected. And so there's no point. He buzzed him inside, didn't give him the warning. Hopefully that was it, but he didn't. And he did it again. And so don't say I was pitching inside or any of that crap. You hit him and that was it. And, And here's the thing that bothers me, Dustin. I know that like, St. Toothless has a lot of dumb fans and and all this stuff. But there are some smart people out there. Katie Wu from The Athletic. Uh, We had Chip Carey on this show. He's the broadcaster. Their broadcast, uh, their beat reporters all acted like they didn't understand what happened. You can't Go at somebody like that. There was clearly intent and the call was right to eject them. If you want to do that, you want to be the hard ass and you want to teach the other team a lesson supposedly, well then take the consequences. But don't pretend like we're all stupid. We didn't know what that was all about and you didn't know what that was all about either.
0: Yeah, Chip Carey's partner just flipped out. Thought it was the dumbest thing he ever saw. Some hilarious, hilarious audio that's all over the place. So then Crowley, from there, they get Dakota Hudson warming up, and he's (laughs) got to come out there, right? And this guy doesn't even think he's going to see the game, let alone be in in the uh, very beginning of the game. The Cubs take advantage. That's the best part.
1: Right. You know, he has to hurry up, warm up. You know, you don't get your routine. It's just a disaster. He gives a single to Cody Bellinger. He walks the next two batter, which allows Bellinger to score to make it one nothing. Morel hits a ground rule double to score two runs. And the Cubs are up 3-0. The awesome thing about all of this, Dustin, is because Michaelis hit Hap and Hap comes around to score, that's his runner, and he's going to take the loss because the Cardinals will never take the lead. So enjoy that one, Michael, as you creep. Um, <laughs> with two outs in the third, Jan Gomes would hit a single to make it 5 nothing. Miles Mastroboni would hit an infield single with runners at the corners. Cubs would be up 5 nothing. The Cubs would score a run in the sixth after Nico let off the inning with a double and eventually would come around to score on a, say, a Suzuki ground groundout. That made it six-nothing. And then Jan Gomes would add an RBI total with the two run double in the seventh to make it eight to one. And why not? Mike Talkman singles in the ninth, finished up the Cubs scoring as they would go on to win 10-3. The offense scored 10 runs on 14 hits. Talkman, Bellinger, and Morrell all had three hits. And Gomes would go two for four with three RBIs. And that was a lot of fun, Dustin. And you knew. You knew that once the Cubs had that 3-0 lead, Justin Steele had nothing to worry about. He was just saying, go ahead and hit it if you want. Uh, He he cruised six innings, gave up five hits, one run, four Ks, and three walks. It was a hard night to pitch, obviously, in that heat. You know, always tough to grip. Um, He never had any trouble in the photo. Dustin, you're going to love this stat. This is a guy, he has not lost to the Cardinals all year. Every start he's had against the Cardinals. He is victorious. Last person to do that was Greg Maddox in 1992. uh, And that was his Cy Young year, if you remember. So, you know, the start by steal, the quality start, the big lead allowed Ross to rest the bullpen after that crazy final game against the White Sox. So Daniel Palencia, Anthony Kay, and Michael Rucker all came in for an inning of relief. Palencia looked good with two Ks and gave up no hits. For the Cardinals, the only offense came from uh, Adam Kinzinger who hit a solo home run off Justin Steele and a two-run blast off Anthony Kay. He wasn't even supposed to be in the game, came in after Wilson's injury. That win, Dustin, put the Cubs back at five hundred. For the first time since May 12th, that is huge.
0: A long time coming. May 12th was quite a while ago, and uh, the Cubs are back to five hundred as they get into game number two. And this was the old uh, TBD before, and uh, we speculated on who it might be, and it in fact was, Wes Nasty.
1: Wes Nasty came in versus Jordan Montgomery, and – I'm going to say I, I was a little disappointed. I'm going to explain why, right? For the second time against the Cardinals, the Cub went with the opener strategy. So there's something against, with Drew Smiley being a lefty, something about the Cardinals lineup that they want to do an opener for a couple innings. They did it with Fulmer, and that's what they did with Wesnaski. He started the game and immediately gave up a leadoff home run to Lars Bar, he of the of the cookie and crunch, but after that, <laughs> uh, Hayden settled down. He went two innings, gave up two hits. One of them was that home run, one walk, and four Ks. Okay, now last time the Cubs tried the opener with Smiley, it didn't work, as he was hit like a piñata. But this time around, it did, and just like Wes Nasky, the first batter he faced, Lars to get to start his outing, he gave up a home run, but then settled down, retiring the next ten batters. So Smiley looked better than he had in a long time, going 4.1 innings, giving up two hits, one walk, and six Ks. My only thing, Dustin, I know the opener strategy, but see what you got with Wesniski. Let him go a little bit. I thought that two and done was a little bit much.
0: Yeah, I think they could have kept it going a little bit, but they, they are very by the book. They put a plan in place, and they want to go ahead and execute it. There's no doubt about that.
1: Right. So the offense, though, didn't look that great against Jordan Montgomery. Lots of missed opportunities. Patrick Wisdom put the Cubs on the board in the fifth with a solo home run. Cubs took the lead in the sixth when they loaded the bases with one out. Dansby Swanson hits a sack, fly to type the game at two. And the Cubs loaded the bases again, and Trey Mancini hit a clutch two-out single. That put the Cubs up three-two, but it felt like they could have scored a lot more runs in that inning. Ian Happ let off the double with the eighth, but the Cubs could not drive him in. Even more frustrating in the ninth, the Cubs had two on and no outs, and then they had Miguel Amaya bunt. That turned into a 1-5-4 double play that really kind of ended that threat. So you had a feeling, Dustin, that those missed opportunities would come back to bite them, and it almost did. Almost did indeed. Cubs are up 3-2 in the ninth. Alzelay's on the mound, and Ross moves Bellinger from center to first. Mike Talkman, the Palatine Pounders, in the game. Uh, Wilson Contreras and uh, Tyler O'Neill hit back-to-back singles to lead off the inning, but with Brandon Donovan at the plate, the Cubs' defense turned a fantastic double play. Nico to Dansby to Bellinger. So you got two outs, but Wilson's at third, 90 feet away from tying the game. Alec Berlinson at the plate with two outs. He hits one 401 feet over the center field wall but Mike Talkman times his leap perfectly reaches over the wall robs Berlinson of a walk-off home run on Un- believable.
0: Yeah, that was a lot of fun I was with some people watching that game uh outside on a on a on a screen and uh we had a blast cheering that one in and the Palatine Pounder got yelled a couple of times. I'll say it. Oh, uh, let's
1: go. He's all yeah. pumped up. Alzalai's pumped up. How about this one, Dustin? The Cubs started the season 2 and 10 in one-run games through May 21st. Since then, they've won nine of their 11 one-run games.
0: Yep, and that's how you get back to uh, over 500, Crowley. That's a recipe to do that. There's no doubt about that.
1: All right, well, and we get to game three. Jamison Tyone riding a little bit of a hot streak versus Adam Wainwright. The Cubs win 5-1. to Tyone was trying to continue a string of good starts. It started out shaky. I'm not going to lie, Dustin. As the first two batters in the first hit singles and with runners at the corners, Lars bar with that creamy uh, filling hit a sack fly to make it one to nothing before he got Nolan Arenado to ground into a double play. Then in the third inning, he gets the first two outs, but then he walks the bases loaded in front of Nolan Gorman. That's not good, but he gets Gorman to fly out and the threat after that, he settles down. He didn't give up a base runner from the fourth to the sixth inning. Tyone gets the quality start going six innings pitch, gave up only two hits, walked four, Three of those in that third inning that I said, but he struck out four. So, again, another really good performance by Jameson Tyo. Yeah, I just
0: got to figure out how to cut down on those walks. That's for sure. I I, I think when you get into the four-walk area, it, it's getting a little getting a little tricky, if you should call that a quality start.
1: Right, and, and I think the main issue of that was it was in one inning. You know what I mean? Right. It wasn't spread right. out. So some, I don't know what happened. His mechanics out of whack. Tommy Hottaby fixes it like he always does. No problem there. Down one nothing in the top of the third. Indian, Ian Happ continues his complete dominance of Adam Wainwright. He crushes a two-run home run. Mike Talkman along for the ride. Cubs up 2-1. Then in the fourth, Jan Gomes adds a two-run home run of his own to make it 4-1. The Cubs added some insurance run in the seventh when Nick Magical, fresh off the IL, singled That's and scored team. on a Mike Talkman double as the Cubs led 5-1. But you said the Palatine Pounder. Let's talk about the series he had against St. Louis. On Thursday, he had three hits, a home run, and two RBIs. On Friday, he plays one inning. He had the game-winning catch. And on Saturday, he had three hits, a run, and an RBI.
0: Now, you got to ride this guy, Carly. You got to ride this guy all the way out.
1: Now, I will tell you one thing, though, Dustin. As much as I love beating the Cardinals, and they did uh, Friday and Saturday, here's the thing that gets me a little bit nervous. They struggled with runners in scoring position. The last two on those games on Friday, they went one for seven with runners in scoring position. And on the game on Saturday, they were 0 for 6. Yeah, that's now, a
0: recipe for disaster
1: normally, no doubt. When they hit home runs, okay, you can cover that up, right? Couple, two, two run home runs in this game, home runs on the game on Friday. But for me, the pattern I've noticed in this season is they could still win some games without doing well in runners and scoring position but it doesn't last long. The Cubs are not a home run hitting team and so if all of a sudden, look, you don't have to go you don't have to go 6 for 12, but you can't go over 6 or 1 for 7. You got to be somewhere in the middle there if the Cubs are going to be successful and that's what had me nervous going into Sunday.
0: No doubt. No doubt about that. So we get to Sunday, we got uh, Kyle Hendricks against Steven Mats and Mats has been pretty awful most of the year, but
1: <laughs> against the Cubs, right? Against the Cubs, that's not the case. All good things come to an end. The Cubs came out flat on Sunday. Their eight-game winning streak comes to an end. Lars Newtbar, who has that cookie crunch, tortured the Cubs all series. He leads, he leads off a game with a single, and it bounces off the glove on Christopher Morrell. Awful play. That allows Nootbaar to get to second. That should have been a single and an error. But for you know the hometown score gives it a double. The Cardinals take the lead when Tyler O'Neill hits a single to drive in Newt Bar. Those two guys really did a lot of damage. O'Neill and Newt Bar. that made it one to nothing. In the second, Hendricks allowed three straight singles to make it two to nothing. And then Paul Goldschmidt, you couldn't keep him quiet the whole season. Uh, no, four not the whole series. time. No, nope. he singles to make it three nothing. All three of the Cardinals runs came with two outs. After the second, Kyle settled down. He pitched five scoreless innings, seven innings pitch. He gave up eight hits, three runs, one walk, and only two Ks. So you'll take that from Kyle Hendricks. Now, Stephen Matz, only, he had zero wins coming into last week, and he got his first week win against the Cubs. Well, guess what? He gets a second win against the Cubs. So the guy has two wins all season, both against the Cubs, the offense was absolutely flat. The Cardinals are trading all their players during the game. Jordan Montgomery, Jordan Wicks, I'm hug watches everywhere, and I'm thinking maybe they're going to get down, and the Cubs will be able to get back up. Right, you Cubs, thought if
0: they could get to their bullpen a little bit, maybe something could happen, right?
1: Right, right. Because you, you don't know who they're holding out, and and, right. and and all this stuff. But they only got five hits. Jan Gomes was the only player with multiple hits. He had two. They did not have one walk the entire game. They left only five men on base because nobody reached. They went 0-3 with runners in scoring position and only had one extra base hit a Jan Gomes double. So, Dustin, as we start Sundays, take...
0: Sunday's also not their day, Crawley. They seem to struggle no. on Sundays.
1: Good on Fridays, bad on Sundays. But, Dustin, as we look here, the Cubs have done their job, right? They won eight in a row. They won five of six on this road trip. They are, th- they are now 3.5 games behind the Brewers and four games behind the Reds. They've put themselves in the playoff race. I just get worried with the runners and scoring position issue because once that rears its ugly head, it usually means a cold streak is coming. And with the Reds coming into town – you're not going to be able to win close games. The Reds don't do close games. The Reds do high-scoring games. And if you can't drive runs in, it's going to be a very long four-game series.
0: Bite your tongue, Crowley. Bite your tongue.